at your service. It's the Home Improvement Show, presented by Mosby Building Arts. To ask a question, call 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Now, the host of the Home Improvement Show, Rich Horace, on the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. are back hey having a great time today had a wonderful first hour lots of questions lots of interesting things happening around st louis want to welcome the 97.1 fm talk crowd into the conversation and hey guys you can get a hold of me too so for everybody out there both sides we've got one line one number to find me 314-436-7900 is where you want to get in on that um, and get your questions, anything going on. Love, love, love how this this whole premise works. And I and I love the fact that we can get the 971 listeners back in on a little call and answer format for them. So it's been a while since we've done it on that side, uh, at least a couple years or so. So like I said, you can find me 314-436-7900. And, you know, a lot of things happening around our industry, around this, you know, the remodeling industry and everything we do. We've got um, a, a new thing that uh, some regulations that are being put out in in hopes, you know, of helping with just all of those spam calls, the robo calls. You know, and all of that, there's, you know, there's so many unwanted like robo text and robo calls and all of that. I even get like, you know, my, my mother asked me all the time about the text that she gets from her Amazon account and how there's something wrong with it and she should go here and that somebody bought something that they shouldn't. And I have to just constantly remind her. Just delete it. You don't have an Amazon account. So <laughs> get, she's like, well, do you think someone created one, you know, with my information? Nope, I sure don't. I think they're just hoping that you're one of, you know, 99% of the population that has one and they want to get your information. But so, you know, coming up with some of these new regulations to try and, you know, hold some of that stuff back. And for, you know, our industry in remodeling and all that, you know, you've got all these websites and stuff that, you know, kind of track like what are you searching and, and, you know, different things like that. And they, you know, gather information. So they've, they've started this uh, new regulation with the FCC that, you know, when they have these, when you're on these websites or whatever, and they are, you know, gathering information like that, that they have to ask your like individual permission, you know, for a third party to actually try and, and contact you. Um, so I, I mean, I'm, I don't know how it's going to work yet, but I'm guessing that when you're looking at some of these like foundation company searches or remodeling searches and things like that and your information's getting out there any of these companies that try and you know gather that information and and make these just random calls you know to to try and get to people they'll have to actually ask for information 
you know, and, and ask that, is it okay that somebody tries to call you? And for our industry um, in, in remodeling and repair and all of that, they're basically saying, you know, this is going to kind of hurt more of the smaller businesses, mom and pop shops and stuff that use some of this information and still do these, you know, calls like that, that it may, you know, take take away some of the business from them. But for, you know, a company like Mosby Building Arts, we don't we don't do any of that. We don't make those phone calls. We're not just, you know, when we're calling people, it's our client list. It's people we've worked with. It's different things like that. So, you know, not much on us, but definitely glad to hear that they're at least trying to get a handle, you know, on some of this for the general public out there. So, um, hey, we've got uh, Gretchen on the line. So let's get to Gretchen and see what's going on. Hey, Gretchen, can you hear me? Oh, I sure can. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Thank you, Rich. Um, I have two questions. They're plumbing questions. The first one, it's for a 60-year-old house, and there's a master bedroom and a hall bathroom, and they're adjoined. And uh, there's like, when my stepdaughter lives there, I don't live there, she takes a shower, and she finds water on the basement floor. And we had a plumber come in, and he said that, you know, it's a tile on the wall, you know, a 60-year-old white tile. It's pretty. He uh-huh. said we should remove the uh, – the plumbing is bad. That's why the leak, I guess, is going into the basement when she takes a shower. Uh-huh. And he said we could get a green board, which would be about 2000 uh, you know, ballpark figure, or a shower liner would be 4000 uh, between four and five thousand, a ballpark figure, uh, and he said the tile, only the tile would be removed. You know, it's uh, it's just uh, where the the plumbing is. You know, the two uh, tub faucets in the shower fixture. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we could keep the original um, white tile, which is still pretty good. I mean, for a sixty-year-old house, does that sound like a good estimation about? how to do it, and who should I go to? Should I just go to a plumber or, you know, what do I do? What do you think of this? (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. Um, So basically what you're saying is they're only going to take out enough tile in the area of the plumbing to do the plumbing repairs, and then they're going to patch back and, and patch back the tile. Yeah, with a green no, no, they're not. They're going to put a green board, whatever that is. It's uh-huh. waterproof, and they'll. I don't. I guess I don't know if they're going to put tile back on the green board, but you know they'll have to change the plumbing. I don't know if it's is it the plumbing upstairs or is it the plumbing downstairs or or, or I don't know what he. He just said the plumbing is bad. It's a sixty-year-old house, and that's why it's. Yep. And then where I live, I have an even older house, and in my bathroom, I don't use the shower, but I use the tub, and my my pipes downstairs are right by my washer, and I thought I had a washer water leak, but apparently I put a little square bucket where the, the, the water from my tub drains into this bucket, so... Oh, Okay. Will the plumbing downstairs have to be replaced, or will the plumbing upstairs? That's the second question, so I don't know. You okay. know I don't know anything about plumbing, and I don't know who to go to. 
or should mm-hmm. I go to a grout person or a plumbing person? I mean, I really don't know. Well, yeah, and at your at your daughter's place where they're you know where they know they need to open up the wall to get right. to the plumbing that's leaking. Yeah. Um, definitely, um, you know, doing that patchwork and everything back. If you're dealing with a plumber, they, I'm guessing they probably don't do the tile or if they do, they'll bring in, you know, a, a separate person, a separate entity, a separate company that actually does the tile work, which is good. You know, finding somebody that can handle the whole project you know, mm-hmm. is is a good thing um, just so that you don't have to worry about. And, and the biggest thing I would say is know and understand, you know, what they're going to do, too. Like, do they make a whole scope of work? Is it is it does it say they're repairing the tile or not? You know, sometimes expectations just don't get set through the work scope. And people, you know, think, well, if we went up to $4,000, I think he's fixing the, the tile, too. But maybe they're not. So, you know, make sure you understand and ask a lot of questions, all of that type of stuff. Um, <clears throat> so, but I would definitely, you know, green board, if they're talking about the green board drywall. Right, he said it's waterproof. It's that's not really waterproof, and that is not a good backer for ceramic tile. Uh-huh. If water starts getting through there, um, you know it, it's it's water. It's it's more like the difference between water resistant and waterproof. You know, so definitely, I would go to a better patch or a better backer type board behind there, putting tile on it. But if it's patchwork and, and you're kind of tying into the existing area and everything, it's really only going to be so good. So the better product is only going to be a better product, you know, right where you have it, uh, which is okay. But the best product possible to keep that, you know, water from getting, when, if it does start to get through the grout or behind that tile, to not destroy you know, that board. So that green board will go bad if you start getting water back there if it's ceramic tile. We only use that green board stuff when it's like a full sheet, like when your your tile covers the whole wall and you're only caulking the corners, it works pretty well that way. So for hers, I would definitely look at going to the better backing, but I would definitely recommend make sure you got a company that can complete all of the mission or know what they're not doing, know what that expense is going to be, and then find, you know, because you may need to find a tile guy to repair the tile after that plumber's done. Yeah, well, on that particular, see, I had the plumber, a reputable plumber come in, you know, because uh-huh. we had a a uh, slow drain, and in, in the meantime, my stepdaughter told him about this problem. She was worried that because of the water leak leakage, the tub would collapse. Well, he said... It's not that bad, but, yeah. but he said we could keep the regular tile. See, the, it's like, you know, it's like uh, the tile against the wall will keep. The only tile he would take off is it's a, a smaller, I'm trying to, it's like a like a right angle, you know, the, uh-huh. the area with, with this drywall or green board or whatever it is, and 
See, he wasn't. He said I had to call the company and they would send out a guy to give me an estimate. But then he said that would be. We we thought a, a shower liner would be better because that that doesn't take the tile off. It just uh, it just covers the whole thing so that the water wouldn't leak down in the basement. They don't take the. I'm. I guess I should. Yeah. Do, have a good plumber come out, call your company, and have somebody. Could you recommend someone to come out and give me a bid on things? Uh, yes, we definitely can because this everything you're talking about is something that Mosby Building Arts can figure out and handle, and we have licensed plumbers also. So we have people that can do all of the steps for all of that. Um, so I would definitely recommend, you know, getting, yeah, having some more conversations, seeing it on site and really seeing what, what they're recommending and everything. So um, we can definitely do that. If you call our office, we'd be more than happy to come out and take a look at that one. And yours on the bathtub, uh-huh. usually on a bathtub, the drain down there, everything's pretty much done you know, under in the basement and you've just got the one area where you hook up, you know, the, the drain to the overflow and everything that's kind of inside the wall, but they can usually get that, get to that and get that hooked up without tearing walls apart and things like that. So, so your plumbing, if it's an unfinished basement on your bathtub, should be able to be done from underneath. Right. But the problem is, uh, the guy, I mean, my washer is right where I thought I had a washer leak, you know, because of the hoses and stuff. But then I put this little square bucket up there, and that water's coming from the bathtub. You know, when yeah. I take the bath, when it drains, you know, it's draining down there. So um, if he moves my washer, is he the guy? What if my, you know, you have to put the washer in there. It hasn't moved since 1988. <laughs> and, you know, if he doesn't put it in the right place, it won't, you know, it has to be leveled and everything. Would he be mm-hmm. the but I have to get somebody else to come out and fix my washer because I know he's going to have to move it to fix it. Um, well, it, I mean, I would think a licensed plumber should be able to move the washer out of the way and put it back and make sure it's level and all of that. Um, shouldn't be a problem for, for a good licensed plumber. So your plumber might be great for you on yours and you've got a little bigger thing with your daughters but Gretchen I got to get into a break here I appreciate the call and the conversation hopefully it was helpful and uh, for everybody we've got plenty plenty more to come 314-436-7900 more to come when we return All right, we are back. Lots happening today. Some great conversations, great questions. Um, remember, you can reach me, 314-436-7900. And we've got Ed on the line here has a question for us. Ed, are you there? Oh, we lost Ed? Oh, we lost Ed. So, all right, no problem whatsoever. We've got so much going on. And, and you know, with some, some great questions, um, our time's kind of, fallen off here a bit but um so we'll be getting to a break pretty soon anyways but if you have anything for me again 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120 same numbers for the 97 one side and the kmox side give me a call anything you got going on love to help you out but you know talking with um you know talking with gretchen and talking about 
you know, just different companies out there and how how work is performed and how work is done and, you know, really trying to know and understand, you know, what is going to to happen with your your job and everything. You you really need to one, make sure that you you get a great understanding. Um, you don't have to have, you know, one company that can do absolutely everything. Um, and sometimes it can be a little bit of a money saver if you, you know, find your own flooring guy, find your own carpenter, you know, find your own plumber, um, and you piece all this stuff together. It can, you know, if you're a good manager, it could be a good money saving opportunity, but you got to really knowing and understanding you know, what, what is everything? Is there a, a really called out, you know, scope of work that says, yes, we are fixing the tile or you, this is what we're using. What are the products, different things like that to really set great expectations and understand, you know, what you've got going on is really of ultimate importance. And, and one of the biggest things I see in our industry of people just not, you know, understanding everything and just not knowing that, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I thought I understood all this. And now that it's done, you know, they weren't fixing the tile and I had to find a tile guy and, and we went, you know, and I didn't know. And it's just can be so hard and frustrating, you know, for the consumer for the person getting the work done. And they're like, I just want it done and, and I need somebody I can trust. And, you know, how do you get to that? And everything is, is just a really, you know, really large concern. So, you know, gather all the information that you can so that you understand that's, that's my biggest piece of advice for, for everybody out there. Um, so for uh, we got George on the line. Let's jump to George real quick and see what he's got going on. George, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I am. I'm here. Yes. All uh, right. Okay. Um, I've started uh, tearing out a bathroom and okay. had cast iron tub and plaster walls. So I've got the uh, tub out, and there's a lot of. So I got the wall out. Everything's really pretty well destroyed. Uh, hauled off. Uh, my question is, I have, I noticed that the bathtub, the, in the faucet area, it had a lot of leakage, very wet. Even the bottom plate on the wall is disturbingly wet. Um, and I'm wondering what is the best way? Just keep it open and fan and try to dry it. Um, and then on the wall there, the insulation, this is a 1957 model house, there's only about two inches of insulation, fiberglass. I'm, uh-huh. thinking, about, I'm thinking about putting some uh, half-inch styrofoam with the aluminum face. Would that be – I don't want to trap moisture, so I'm getting – leave me a little advice on that. And then on the floor, I'm going to cut out a 4 by 8 floor, the subfloor, and I'm thinking of putting a treated uh, three-quarter flooring uh, subfloor there. Is that how's that sound? So, um, so yeah, the flooring definitely, you know, sounds great to get another, you know, layer and um, in, in a thick layer of of subfloor. Now you'll still need, 
you know, some sort of backer for the tile that's going to go in. Um, you don't want to put the tile right on that treated plywood, but, you know, you'll definitely have a backer again and your tile, but that will definitely stiffen up the floor for sure. Um, for the, the moisture and the leaking and, and that, yeah, you just need time to dry that out, you know, warming the room up, running a fan all the time, mm-hmm. you know, keeping air circulating and just really, you know, I'd, I'd almost go so far as to rent a moisture meter, you know, and, and kind of stick it in the wood there and see what the moisture content, because sometimes it can seem like it's pretty dry, but you're really only feeling so, you know, you're feeling the surface and you put a moisture meter on there, you still might have, you know, 30% moisture inside that, that bottom plate of that wall, you know, so getting that to dry out, just circulation, air movement, heat, that sort of thing is going to work well for that. Um, So on your insulation, you said two inches. So how thick is the actual wall itself? Is it a two by four on the framing there? Oh, I think we lost George. So, so, so George on the wall, um, you said two inches of fiberglass. Um, so in, in thinking about putting a, a foam there, um, like a sheet, I, I would probably guide you more towards, um, actually filling that with like a spray foam insulation, something that will air seal at the same time and, and give you, you know, a good higher value you get a higher value of the insulation r value out of that spray foam and you'll get air sealing ability when you put that that styrofoam panel it's not going to have a lot of r rating and it's going to be really hard to seal it really well and then Mm -hmm. like your suspicion you were worried about was does that cause you know condensation if the wall starts trying to breathe and stuff like that it can. So if you seal that wall off with spray foam and fill that up, then you're only, you know, you don't have to worry about that as much because it's a hundred percent kind of sealed and, and you won't get so much air and stuff in there that can cause the, the moisture, the condensation and all of that. So that's what I'd, I'd recommend in that wall. Mm-hmm. Do they have a do it yourself, uh, approach on that they do you can actually buy kits at you know the the big box hardware stores and and spray that stuff in yourself the kits only go so far but in a bathroom especially like five by eight you might only need a couple of them you know to do that Mm -hmm. wall or whatever and it'll say about how far it'll go and how thick you know Uh it can be or whatever and sometimes you got to spray it kind of in layers too where you spray it on, it'll kind of swell up, and then you spray on another layer after that's set up, you know, to get the the thickness all the way where you want it. Um, but yes, that you can do that yourself. So pull that uh, that uh, fiberglass out and just start over. Yep, yep, that's what I would recommend. So hey, uh, George, great, great questions. Um, Got to get into a break here, Tom. If you could hold on through the break, we'll get to you as soon as we return. For everybody else, 314-436-7900 finds me right here. Anything you need, more to come right after we return after this. All right, guys, we are back. 
Hey, got a ton going on. Time is super flying by. If you got anything for me, one number, both stations, 314-436-7900. We got Tom on the line. Let's see what Tom's got going on. Can you hear me, Tom? Yes, I do. Hey, thanks for calling. What's what's happening with you? Okay, well, this problem has been going on for years. I mean, years. We have a uh, stone fireplace. It's cut stone. You know, it's real irregular the way it's, well, it's not smooth. Let's put it that way. Okay. And it's huge. And it's, uh, uh, it. we get, our house is also plastered. Everything, walls and the ceiling are both plastered. Okay. We, we've had it repaired, oh gosh, four or five times by plasterers. And it leaks always in the same place. Had a new roof put on three years ago, and I'm telling the roofers. So they replaced the flashing around the fireplace on the roof. Okay. And that didn't stop it. It still leaks in the same place. And I don't want to go in the attic and just, like, caulk or use that foamy stuff and do it from the inside. People are saying, no, don't do that. It'll... It'll trap water up there, and it'll end up in the roof wood. Yeah, make it rot. But I, I go up there in the attic. Like today, it's sunny, and uh, you know it's dark up there. And I think I look around in this, that spot where it's, I never see any light come through there. And I just don't know. Okay, I'm just asking you your opinion. What what else can we do to try to stop it? Because now we got to get that ceiling fixed again, but I don't want to fix it. Mm-hmm. If it. It's still leaking. Yeah. So how how much of like the ceiling wall on the inside, you know, like how big is the the water marks and and the bubbling and stuff like that? And how big okay, is that area? It's, it's always at the corner, the same corner, uh-huh. and it goes about uh, a good foot each way. From that corner, right against the uh, stone fireplace. Okay. And and how often do you, after you fix it, how quickly does it usually come back and start showing again? Because I'm guessing well, you fix it a few times. If it's just a, a light rain, it I don't think it does it. But it's if it rains hard enough, which we do get that every time, yeah. it'll leak. Yep, and so this stone that you're talking about, uh, is that on the chimney on the outside of the house, that rough stone? Well, it goes up, you know, rough stone. Mm-hmm. Our fireplace is, oh, I'm going to say 18 or 20 feet long, but only part of it is the actual fireplace yeah. pit, you know. Mm-hmm. And the same, same thing outside. It, and it ex- even extends out from the house, well, three or four feet. It's huge but it's cut stone so it's you know it's not like a flat brick yeah it's real bumpy some some of the stones are oh two feet long they're all different shapes and sizes it's i don't know how to to explain it yeah yeah no and that's that that's a good explanation um because those are definitely one harder to flash from the exterior of how you do the flashing. I can can understand that. Put it into the stone and everything. And then with that stone, it's kind of the same as brick. Like those stones can be very porous 
um, and let a lot of moisture into them just with driving rains hitting it and everything. And then you've got the tuck pointing portion of it too is, you know, if there are any cracks, anything in the tuck pointing that's letting it in, you could have perfect flashing and have some of this, this moisture coming in from the cap on top, like the actual concrete, you know, on top of it, all the way down from the stone through. So it definitely takes, and and then, you know, when you look at how the roof is done around it, you know, hopefully they put like ice and water shield and stuff all around this before they shingled and before they did the flashing and everything, because that'll also kind of help keep from any ice buildup. You know, because between your roof and your chimney, you get a lot of, you know, snow buildup, ice buildup. So sometimes it's not even necessarily the rain, but it's like the freezing ice growing under the shingles, you know, things like that. So, you know, that Mm. could be. So these are so complicated to fix. And then even if you you redo everything and you get it 100 percent, it's definitely you know, these are, these are systems that kind of wear out. So I would say seal the chimney too. So make sure if there's any tuck pointing, do that, well, we, seal it with a sealer. It, you had it we sealed? Had it, we, we had it re-tuck pointed. Okay. And then, and then about a year later, I went up there and sprayed the uh, water, the waterproof seal, like you'd seal yeah. bricks. Yep. I did that. Okay. That. That's good. So you sounds like you've taken all the steps. <laughs> so I, I got that stuff that you uh, it's in a can and you spray like the guy you see on TV that takes a screen yeah, door the flex and flex seal oh, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. And I've done that, but I, I didn't know that they made it clear. It man, it looked terrible when I did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what should I buy? 20 cans of that clear stuff and just start spraying everywhere? Uh, no, I wouldn't do that because I, I just, you know, there's got to be something somewhere. And and the other issue is sometimes just the way, if this is full masonry block and brick and stone and, you know, and it's an old house with the plaster where it's full masonry exterior walls, Sometimes you just get condensation and stuff like that that forms that gets there that's completely uncontrollable. And you could stop 100% of the leaks from coming in and still get enough moisture inside of a masonry system to kind of eat away at it a little bit from the inside and to get those stains you know, on that ceiling. So, I, I mean, I've taken a lot of places where we fix some pretty major leaks, but you still get this condensation thing going on. It's like the leak you can never find on a full masonry chimney, they kind of call it. So, unfortunately, yeah, really, it could be a little bit of that. But, but Tom, hey, I got to get into a break here. Um, I'm kind of pressed with time right up okay. at, the, at the notch of a break. So, um we're going to jump into that, and we'll get into more of this stuff right after these messages. All right, guys, we are back. Um, we got uh, we got Tom held the line through the break, so appreciate you you holding through that, Tom. I'm trying to uh, help solve a, a chimney thing going on for you. So, Tom, are you still just, there? Well, I was waiting. I was thinking what I have never done is 
like one person get in the attic, the other person get on the roof with a garden hose and just start spraying water where I think the leak would be. Mm-hmm. Have the yeah. person at least try to see exactly where it's maybe you know how water is. Just because the leak is there doesn't mean it's starting. It could be starting five feet away or something. Yeah, it it definitely can, and definitely start. You know, when you try something like that, you start like right from the bottom and you work your way up. Because I've seen plenty of times where you know you're you're going right at the flashing and all of that, and you're doing the bottom, you know, eight inches foot. And kind of spraying it like rain, and you never get water in. You never get water, and then you start to work your way up towards the top of the chimney, and you find something, you know, where all of a sudden you're like, "Oh wait, now I got it!" And you're like, "Well, now I'm up to here. This is what I'm seeing." But another concern is um, that that I see sometimes is if you don't have, uh, depending on how the roof is built, do you have uh, like a, a a pitched portion of the roof, we call it a cricket in the industry that guides the water around this yes, chimney. I have that. You have that? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, the so that's good. Goes about uh, a foot from the peak. And yeah. then right there, it's got, well, you call it a cricket, but it's a funny shaped looking thing. It's kind of a V, and then the edges go out, go out probably three or four inches. Yeah. And it diverts that water, you know, from running straight down. So that, that's a good thing. So I think your water test is what you're going to need. I I think that's going to be your best thing is to try and do that water test with the garden hose, start from the bottom and just slowly work your way up spraying for a while and and see what you can find. (laughs) I have a a friend that he's, well, he's retired a carpenter forever uh-huh. I, was telling, I was telling him about it. He says, you know what, what we ended up doing when we had problems like that? I go, what? He said, put a bucket where you think the leak is and just let it drip in that bucket. And he said, "It'll. you don't have to go up there and empty it because it, in a hot attic, it evaporates. Yeah, well, if it's a slow enough <laughs> leak, yeah, I could see that. I, it concerned me a little having, you know, a bucket of water up in, in my attic if it ever did leak so much yeah. it overflowed you'll be in more trouble than that so i don't think it ever leaks yeah, that yeah. much it, it would overflow a five gallon i don't well maybe it does I, yeah it could I, be I've possible when it was leaking to see it so water's tricky and water is suspicious so so hey i uh, appreciate the call good luck tom in your water test okay. and everything that is definitely the direction I, I think you should go and let's jump over to to dan here and see what dan's got going on are you there yes sir how are you today i am great how are you dan awesome awesome i have two uh quick questions uh one is a holly bush can i trim it back considerably and the same thing with butterfly bushes so you're gonna want to get with the uh the garden hotline with mike miller well, he was on. I thought I heard him earlier. Okay. Yeah, no, he was on earlier. So yeah, I'd get with him next Saturday because I'm not real good with the with holly bushes and that. Well, okay, thank you. All right, hey, you're welcome. Thanks for the call. And Don, hey, are you there? What do you got going on? I am. I am. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. We, What's up? We have a, we have a home in on Kentucky Lake, and uh, we're surrounded pretty much by timber. And we're on the lake, and the north side of the roof, it's an asphalt roof, gray color, is turned 
pretty much black, and I assume it's mold of some sort. Yep. What is the best way to get that removed so it's so it's more pleasing to look at? And I don't want to damage the asphalt roof, obviously. Would you have a suggestion? Yes, there there are um, there are companies out there that can clean it, um, and there are cleaning solutions that you can use you know, to clean that off. And it, you basically, you don't want to, you know, in, you don't want to damage the roof, like you said. So no power washing, anything like that. Right. This is all kind of, you know, uh, like a bug sprayer chemical kind of, you know, mixture of this cleaner that will just kind of wash that, that algae. So it's, it's an algae is, you know, typically what it okay. is and it'll kind of wash that off. So it, it can be cleaned, um, and, and bring it back to that original luster and everything. And just depending on your circumstances, you know, where you're at, how it faces, you know, all that stuff and how soon that comes back, you may find yourself up against it quite a bit. And if you can imagine being on your roof, you know, spraying cleaner and water and all this stuff, it's, it's not the safest thing to do. You have to really, you know, I'd, I'd recommend well, I'm a, I'm a, harness I'm all guy. that stuff. <laughs> I'm an old guy, not employed anymore, but I have grandsons I think could get up there and do that. Um, I know you can't specifically mention products on the air, but I could get this product maybe at a, at a Home Depot or a Lowe's put on there. Yes. Is yeah. That- I think you can find, yeah, some, some algae cleaners like that. Yep. You could definitely okay. find that at big box stores. Get the best you one you can. It might take a, a couple, might take a couple tries. Okay. Got time for one more question from me? Very, very quick. I got exactly a minute. Okay. I'll make it quick. We've got gutters. And I heard you talking about gutters earlier on the show. At the corners where the seams meet, we do have a few little drippy leaks there. Is there a product that we could go up and put on the surface on top without having to disconnect the gutters? to put that sealer inside? Is there a compound yeah. that we could put over the top that may help seal that? So if you can get to the inside of that gutter, you don't need to take it apart. You just need to clean that old sealer out really good. Make sure the metal's completely dry, and then you can put the new gutter sealants, just like a caulk, you know, a, a tube of caulk gutter sealant that you would put in there so you can do that from inside the gutter and you don't have to take the gutters apart so good question great calls had a great time today and hey i look forward to uh, talking to everybody next week see you then